shot, who not? Tell me who rock, who sell out in the stores? You tell me who flop, who cop the blue drop? Who jewels got pops? Who mostly goes down to the blue drop? The same old pimp, mace, you know ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop shot, see my name on the... Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. A very exciting day, well not really, kind of ugly a little bit. We've just had new data come out at the time of recording this. Now, I'm recording this a little bit late because Money Mail went out on Friday. Uh, I'm recording on Wednesday. I've had a lot to get through, so I haven't got to this week's, well, last week's episode yet. Uh, but here we are. But this is quite good timing. I wanted to wait to see what this data was going to look like this morning because we get new inflation data today. Now, Mikey and I will be doing an entire podcast on this at some stage. Uh, I noticed that if I go to the One News website, it is 11.07 and this data came out at 10.45. There is nothing to be seen about it on the One News website because um, the new Prime Minister has been sworn in. So that's probably taking up all of the the headlines, and fair enough, pretty big moment for the country, another Prime Minister. And then I see an article which says, expert hopeful inflation will fall as new figures are released today. Now, this is Devon Funds, Greg Smith said, inflation in other countries is trending down, which is a positive sign. We're hoping it's going down, of course. It shot up during the pandemic, and of course, also as a result of the war in the Ukraine, it has hit a 32-year high in the June quarter, so 7.3%, and it was 7.2% in the September quarter. The hope is that it's come in below that, and that it's tracking in the right direction, of course, very relevant to cost of living pressure everyone is experiencing. So a number around 7.1% would be great and which show it's hopeful heading in the right direction. Fuck, that's quite funny. Like, we're saying June quarter 7.3, September 7.2, and we're thinking, oh, if we got 7.1, you know, that'd be, that'd be so good, and we're hopeful that it's decreasing. It's decreasing by 0.1 of a percent. Remember, the target is between 1% to 3% for the country, but uh, we're saying, oh, gee, it'd be good if we get a win and we get 7.1%. Well, anyway, it's coming at 7.2%, so it's basically exactly where it was. Now that will be of no real surprise to you because you've been listening for uh, a a long time now and you understand that inflation's here, it's sticky, it wasn't transitory as we were told and that's why we've been doing so much content around increasing your income, thinking about inflation, actually understanding what it means. Now if I jump over to interest.co.nz, they have uh, a lot more in-depth information around um, in, I was going to say interest, but they do stories on interest, but inflation and the economy and what's going on. So figures from Statistics New Zealand show that the overall rate of inflation stayed the same in the December quarter, and domestically generated inflation at 6.6% was also unchanged, contrary to expectations that it would rise. So we were thinking that, uh, some people were thinking that inflation would actually go up, but uh, it's it's sitting at around 7.2%, which it was in the quarter before as well. Now, I think this could be the year where people really start to feel the impacts of inflation and interest rates going up. So we'd expect maybe in the back end of this year to for inflation to, to start coming down. But hey, um, it still seems busy out there and it still seems like people are spending. And yeah, we'll just have to, to wait and see. But anyway, hopefully you're keeping well and you've had a good start to the year. I noticed a very busy week last week and... Now we get a Wellington anniversary was on Monday, I think. So the capital shut down for Monday. Now we have Auckland shut down next Monday. 
and then we have Waitangi Day the following week. So there's still those sort of movements of public holidays, but hopefully people getting out and about and enjoying themselves and things like that. But uh, I, I was a little bit cheeky with last week's Money Mail because it went out the day after we got the big announcement that the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, had resigned, and Mike and I did a podcast on that. Wow. It's, you know, I, don't, I can't recall what it was like when John Key resigned. Um, I, don't, you know, I don't really have any memories of that as such. And I actually asked my partner the other day, I said, who was the last Prime Minister of New Zealand? And she got it right, but I'd imagine many people wouldn't know. And I guess it just shows, you know, we get so caught up in, like, could you name the last three Prime Ministers of New Zealand without Googling them? I'd say 90% of Kiwis probably couldn't do that. I think it just shows that we get really caught up in the, like, the here and now, and we forget that, that the world carries on and, and things go on. And uh, obviously, Jacinda had to deal with a number of things, and there was just people have got massive opinions on some of those events and, and we had something we hadn't seen in a long time in the terms of a, a global pandemic so then everyone had their um, opinions and expectations of how that should be managed. So yeah, the popularity did seem to be decreasing and, uh, if you looked at the, the polls and whatnot so maybe the writing was on the wall, maybe she just had enough, who knows, You know, that's for her to sort out. The main thing that I always like to reiterate is that we've got to figure out ourselves how do we keep going because it was probably a huge event when John Key finished up. It was probably a huge event when Helen Clark finished up. Uh, it was a big 72 hours of media coverage and everyone talking about it and people mowing shit into their lawns and throwing parties and celebrating and crying and mourning and all sorts of different stuff when Jacinda Ardern quit and resigned from being Prime Minister. We'll see Chris Hipkins take the role. We may see a new... Prime Minister, when the election happens in 2023, later this year, we're going to keep seeing this shit, right? But we'll keep seeing ourselves every morning in the mirror when we get up, and that should be our focus. That person can do a lot for the people around us and our communities, and that person we're more likely to be in control of. Now, I know that there were decisions made by the Prime Minister that not everyone would like, and that would then impact what you've been able to do, could you travel, could you operate your business, did you have to take a vaccine, like all these different things, right, and they were so loud, and people really felt like they shouldn't have to do a number of the things that they were being asked to do, um, but ultimately, again, you weren't massively in control of that, right, and for a lot of us, we just had to accept that and, and get on with it to some degree. Is that right or wrong? Like, I don't know, uh, but try and spend more time focusing on the things that you want to see, have, feel, live through in life because you're probably more likely to be able to control those than looking at someone whose job is to think, okay, how can I govern a country? Now, let's get into it. So just to go back, the Thursday, Jacinda Ardern resigned, Friday Money Mail came out. And my title was, My Reaction to Yesterday's Shocking News. Yesterday was a tough day for a lot of New Zealanders. A lot of us were left in shock after a huge bombshell hit us. Many people saw this coming, but it blindsided a lot of other people. People were right to question how we got here and where to from here. Of course, that announcement was that food prices jumped 1.1% in December and were 11.3% higher than a year earlier. Your favourite fruit and vegetables increased 23% year on year. Wait, 
that was yesterday's shocking announcement, wasn't it? And I had a few emails saying, brilliant intro, like you got me there. Uh, they were straight into the email wanting to see what was my thoughts on Jacinda um, resigning. But really, there'd been some big data on Thursday too that prices of food had gone up massively and we were able to compare it year on year. And fruit and vegetables had increased 23% year on year. Now that is quite a lot, obviously, and I don't think you would be that surprised about that because if you've gone to buy any type of food, um, it is just in your face. And I see people laughing at the moment about watermelons and the cost of watermelon. I don't feel like I've had any this summer. That could be why. Uh, But this was the biggest annual food increase in 32 years, according to Statistics New Zealand. So we're really living through some pretty testing and unprecedented times, if you have still record that word from your vocabulary from during the pandemic. And that is, um, you know, that, that's not easy to live through. And for a lot of people, they will be really feeling the impacts of that. Now, this, of course, was another sign that inflation is well and truly baked in, and our next inflation announcement might not be pretty. By now, you know that means increasing interest rates further. So, if we keep seeing inflation, then the Reserve Bank have got to stay the course with trying to increase interest rates. And this is where it's going to get very interesting this year because I think a lot of people are finally realising, hmm, can I really afford this rental property? Hmm, how am I going to afford my change in interest rates with my mortgage repayments? Are these interest rates going to come down? When are they going to come down? What's the story? And Mike and I will completely cover all of that stuff again in a a podcast coming up soon because there's been some crazy things happening in terms of interest rates changing for longer term periods um, and, and tightening up and actually decreasing by some of the banks and Mikey will explain all of that stuff for you and you might get a bit of a feel for what could be happening. But, you know, I wasn't overly surprised about the the food prices going up and whatnot. And, you know, I've heard of people saying, oh, I'm going to start growing my own vegetables. And I also noticed during summer when I was traveling around a little bit that people were pulled over on the side of the road at those grow your own um, fruit and vegetable type stands and people were buying them. So I think People see, oh, that those avocados are cheaper there than the supermarket, so they'll grab them or a few peaches or apples or or whatever, right? And I think so many of us are, are currently really focused on how can we try and combat the pressures that we're facing in terms of food, rent, interest, like everything, right, is, is very expensive in comparison for, for decades. And for some people that are less than 32 years old, you know, they've never seen food prices this high, so it's it's all completely new. And I suppose even if you were 42, you would have been 10 the last time food prices were, um, you know, going, the annual increase was this big. So you're sort of thinking, they they you wouldn't know that at 10, um, that that's what's going on. So there's not many people that are this familiar with prices rising so quickly and then of course you get all of the oh yeah I had an 18% interest uh, rate and I remember that and it's like yeah but what was your debt level people don't often reply to that question and how long did that last for they forget those types of things it's interesting we can always remember a data point but we can't actually remember okay and the, but and then what uh, how much was it how long did it go on for what did you do? Did you make any changes? Like it's always just like oh I had an 18% interest rate okay cool what like how did you get through it? 
Like it can add some value from there. But anyway, let's not get into that. But there's people all over the country at the moment that are chasing a way to save a dollar here and there, right? And that's completely understandable. Now, if you've been reading for a while, you'll know that I'm a fan uh, and listening, obviously, of increasing income over decreasing expenses because we have to learn new skills that help us grow. And this is a good way to do that. Now, why I say this is because if we go back to those people who are thinking, hmm, I don't know if I can afford to pay my mortgage if my repayments get to X amount or can I keep that rental property it just doesn't look like it's going to make sense naturally what our brains will do is can we go interest only can we get some form of hardship can we um, can we ask for an extension of the time in which we repay the debt and we're thinking how do we decrease all of these costs and I saw someone the other day saying you know but the first thing that they got rid of was their gym membership and I thought fuck like that really stuck out for me because we have a problem with mental health, physical health, obesity in this country. And I know that some people wouldn't think that having a gym membership is going to improve that. But when people are saying, right, I'm going to sacrifice my physical and mental well-being, which can be improved by gymming, in my opinion, and again, I know not everyone will agree with that, and say, nah, it's not actually how it works. But if that's the first thing you're cutting, she's, you know, it's, such a we're heading to a time where people are going to have to remove costs for things that are actually going to be good for them and that is you know how we are wired right what costs can I strip out now in April 2021 I said just before I carry on actually what happens after that like once you strip out all of those costs then what do you do it's pretty hard from there and then you're sort of forced to go fuck maybe I do have to learn some new skills maybe I've got to sell some shit maybe I've got to do some extra hours like whatever it is but you've got to then start figuring it out so I don't know why people don't go to the how can I keep all of this stuff and generate some new income what else could I be doing because obviously it's harder right it's harder to add than it is to subtract in those areas I I believe now, in April 2021, I sat down and I put together a free two-hour presentation for everyday Kiwis to help them understand how they could add more income to their life. And some people actually sort of laughed at me at the time because in this webinar that I put together, and I called it the Side Hustle webinar, there are actually templates as well of, right, here's what you can copy and paste to your social media and say that you're willing to do some maintenance in your cul-de-sac or you can run a webinar and teach people about xyz and all these different examples and I try to create a, a cheat sheet but in April 2021 you know, I was fucking absolutely fooling myself wasn't I because people are thinking mate like I don't need to do this shit why are you saying I should do this you know there's no reason or need to because we were nowhere close to where we are now because it's now January 2023 so effectively beyond 18 months right and I was probably predicting what I could see coming but way too soon as I've often spoken to you about and people were laughing at the examples I was giving to increase their income and I think I I was just like oh well they, they clearly don't care like you know fair enough water off a duck's back but now I can kind of see why it was probably so funny because they're thinking geez man you must be really desperate for cash if you are you know, encouraging people, um, like if you're thinking of these ideas and you're thinking of these little ways to make cash. But now I think uh, they've probably would come in such handy. But a lot of people wouldn't actually want to do them as well. But a number of people will be forced to do them or they will have to accept they will have to sell their home, sell their rental property, capitalise their interest without paying um, you know, a, a loan over a longer time period, 
ask the bank of mum and dad, they're going to have to find ways to create solutions and some of those things might not be things they want to do. But I think it's always a good reminder to try and get in the habit of doing things you don't want to do ahead of actually needing to so that you can actually just pull your ego to the side a little bit. So I put together this side hustle webinar and now on reflection, I think that those two words get thrashed a bit too much because people don't really like the side hustle thing and you shouldn't have to hustle and there's kind of like this negative um, connotation, I think, around the word hustle and even side hustle. But we'll get to some data that on that in a second. But in December 2021, I doubled down on it. So the first time I did it was April 2021 and I did it for two hours and I thought, fuck, maybe like two hours is way too much. This is too intense, but I thought people could come back and watch different parts of it. There was, you know, well, let's set some targets and then can we track it? Can you uh, map it out monthly? Can you break it down? All these different things. And I thought, right, okay, let's condense it up. So in December 2021, I doubled up and I created the More Money webinar. Now, this one was again free, but it was only really an hour long and it was sort of condensed down. And I could see that people were starting to think about this more. But again, this is 12 months ago. So still a long time ago. So I could see what was coming in the economy and I wanted to get people ready and in control of their incomes before interest rates and inflation started to make them feel helpless. Now, the audience was quite small back then. And now I think part of the reason that Keep the Change audience has grown is that people actually are thinking about extra income and looking after their finances and stuff. And December 2021 and even April 2021, like way back before then, they're probably thinking, fuck man, like this guy is just a grinchy, boring accountant. Why does he keep banging on about all this shit? But here we are. So Keep the Change was nowhere near as big then as you know what it is now. And most people have missed these two pieces of content. And we are now in a world where inflation is a lot higher, interest rates are higher than when I was creating these webinars. But as you know, like when you start studying this stuff, there's a huge lag of how this shit actually works. So often the things that Mike and I are talking about are sort of six months, 12 months before they'll actually start happening. And the content's designed to get you ready for them, uh, the, the things that are coming, and the things that I'm thinking that I can see, that I'm thinking about for my clients, and then thinking, how can I take this back to a personal level? So in these two webinars, I cover the why and the and the, how, the how of side hustles. I even had information about, you know, do you need to declare the tax on it and how that works and ways to do that and when you need to start thinking about that. And in this latest money mail, I've, re- I've included the two recordings because I know that at some stage people are going to, they'll read over this, they would have on Friday, over the weekend, they'll listen to this and they'll go like, ah, oh, yeah, like whatever, I don't need to think about that yet. But eventually they'll go, fuck, I need to start thinking about that. And this is a way for me to be able to put these two resources side by side and go, they are there if you need them. So they're a good example too of investing in yourself by learning. Now often people fall into the perfect idea trap where they falsely believe that they need to think of the next invisible coffee cup to earn a new form of income. I see this time and time again where people want to build this crazy massive business just to be able to try and you know have some extra income. I say well how much income would change your life? Oh 10 grand. I'm like well then you don't need to create Microsoft or Facebook. You don't need the next social media platform to make some extra cash. Just give the market what it wants not what you want to give it. Don't do what you want, do what the market wants you to do. Again, time and time again, I see where people will try and create a business that they really want to do and they think that people are going to want that, but if the market doesn't want it, you end up just wasting money and spending a lot of money. And that's why Mikey put together that podcast around mowing the lawns because that's so simple. 
and even just doing some maintenance around people's properties. So you want to try and think, okay, how can I invest minimal amounts of cash into equipment and whatnot, but use services, i.e. yourself, and use those skills to then create some extra cash coming back so you don't end up thinking you've got to create this massive beast of a business to go out and be able to do it. So think about solving problems and you know looking after people in the marketplace. Now, remember as well that ideas suck without execution, so don't get stuck in the perfect idea phase. That doesn't work. Now, if your goal is to increase your income in 2023, I highly suggest you devour these two webinars and then take action. They're going to help you learn how to think differently about the world as well. There's some exercises in there around um, you know, taking ownership rather than just like letting things happen to you. And don't rely solely on a pay rise or raise at your work. And if you don't want to be one of those people, then you need to start thinking, how can I execute on some of my ideas and how can I actually get some cash coming in my way? So in these webinars, there is also a piece on mindset and taking responsibility that will improve your life dramatically and an exercise from the Keep the Change Night School to get you thinking about your own income levels over the last five years or so. Now what that exercise helps you do is actually think and write down what was my income five years ago, three years ago, two years ago, one year ago and see what it's moved by and then think about, okay, well, what's inflation done in that time? what's uh, interest rates done in that time and then start thinking about the next five years of what you want your income to be and think okay what I've been doing in the past is that actually going to get me there in the future what's going to happen to inflation interest rates in the future as well and again very very simple exercise but something that a lot of people won't actually do but for a lot of people I've spoken to they're like wow that made me realize that for five years my income hasn't increased massively and if I want it to I can't just rely on a pay rise etc I've got to go and take some extra action and then figure out how they're going to do that. But we all have different goals, right? So remember that. Now, I also asked the chat robot that everyone is talking about, ChatGPT, what the easiest way is for New Zealanders to make more money or increase their income in 2023. Now, to start with, I just asked for, give me a list of ways that I can tell Kiwis to do this. And that's what it did. And then I said, which of these are the easiest? And this is what it listed out. Renting out a spare room or property on Airbnb. Well, we've done content on that about having a border, right? Participating in the sharing economy by driving for a ride-sharing service or delivering food. Selling items online through platforms like Trabe or Amazon. I feel like we've spoken about that quite a bit too. Doing, uh, even Facebook Marketplace, I, I thought the, the chat GPT might have come up with, but doing odd jobs or gig work through platforms like Fiverr or Upwork. So putting your skills online and offering them out there to the marketplace. Number five was offering tutoring or coaching service if you have a specific skill set or knowledge. So basically, we I've got a really good example of this one where my mate did the side hustle content and he wanted some extra cash and he thought, well, shit, I know what I can do. I can offer into my cricket club. That's a big cricket club with kids and parents and stuff. I can offer to do some coaching of kids for cricket and he's quite good at cricket and within 24 hours he had six parents in touch saying yes I'd like you to coach my child and he stacked them back to back on a Sunday and it was like great I've made my Sunday more productive and I've been able to do I think it was a half an hour each so three hours of work back to back plus some admin either side and he's getting paid to do that so you know these things can be done so you don't have to think about creating Facebook or whatever next you just got to think what skill or service can I offer to people that I'm quite good at and then go into an audience and offer that and you'll be surprised who will trust you. Well, I shouldn't say who will trust you, but who will want to do it because there'll be a level of trust there that you wouldn't even realize existed, especially if you do it in a local community that you are a part of. So these options require less, this is what the chat robot said, these options require less initial investment experience or training and they can be started very quickly. There you go. Um, 
you know, also don't forget your ability to get a higher paying job or asking for a raise at a current job. But you don't want to make that the only way in your lifetime that you can rely on extra cash, I don't think. You want to like learn other skills that should you need to, you can call on them if you want to. Now last week also I recorded a podcast of two books that I think may be really helpful for you to help understand yourself a bit better in 2023. Now there's a, a podcast for that and hopefully you've listened to that. If you haven't, I highly suggest it's 20 minutes, chuck it on 1.5 speed or double speed, rip through it, get what those two books are. I've already had a couple of people message me and say, wow, I actually heard of one of those books and read it. It was a, It's a ripper. Uh, I will get the other one. Thank you for the suggestions. So check out those books. Now, the did you know for this week is in 2021, uh, a survey by Finder found that 33% of New Zealanders earn additional income through a side hustle. So one in three Kiwis do that. That is quite a lot to be going after extra income through a side hustle. Now, 60% of those same people said they do it because they need the money. Now, imagine if they did the survey in 2022 or 2023. I would imagine that those numbers will be a lot higher. There'll be more people wanting to do a side hustle and there will be a lot more of them saying, well, the reason I do it is because I need the cash. Mo money, mo problems. Is that the case? I don't know. It sounds like people are running out of money and they're going to start finding some problems. So you want to think about your 2023, how it's looking, what your cash situation is going to look like and whether you need to start taking action sooner rather than later. And that lesson was a good way for you to think about how you're going to do that and there's two great resources of two hours of content you can actually listen to these on youtube as well if you want to put them on um speed up ratios so that you can get through them faster and there's some q a at the end of the the first one as well but you want to be thinking about this if you know that cash is going to get tight for you later in the year we'll see you this friday very very soon the next episode of money mail I'm here for you to shine here Deal with many women but cheap down spit And I'm bigger than the city life down in Times Square Yeah, yeah, yeah